0: You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast.
1: The Trek Files, Season 8,
0: Episode 12. Letter from Rear Admiral H.L. Miller, July 30th, 1968. Welcome to The Trek Files, a look into the archives of Roddenberry Entertainment from the personal files of Gene Roddenberry. And now your host, Dr. Trek... Larry Nemechek Hey Star Trek fans welcome back to another edition of the Trek Files um Uh, Yes, I'm saying that lovingly to all of our ship nerds out there, all of our tech heads and uh, our canonistas. Yes, I say that lovingly too. Hey, all of you Trekophiles, spelled with an F. You know, there's a topic of of conversation connected to the greater impact of Star Trek that happens on and off over the years. Um, It's the military's interest in all things Star Trek. We talk about NASA's mutual love affair. That same feeling existed um, in all of our services, especially the Air Force and the Navy that, that, that were inspirations for the hierarchy of star trek even if it wasn't overtly military over the years so it's an excellent piece of uh, mail that we've got as our document this week so go back we've got another exchange between a high-placed fan and gene roddenberry again it's from 1968 and you want to take a look at it it's over there as usual at our page on facebook facebook.com slash the trek files that's where our documents are every week so go take a listen or go take a go take a read, and then come back and listen to an audio sample from it, and then hang on because I'll be back with uh, this week's special guest, and we will dive into this connection. Um, take a listen. Dear Mister Roddenberry, I've just read with great delight that your highly enjoyable Star Trek series has been renewed for another season. As the first carrier division commander to take the nuclear-powered Enterprise into combat, I will eagerly be looking forward to watching further episodes in the adventures of your good ship, Enterprise. All right, trucker Well, none other than Rear Admiral Miller there letting us know of uh, how there's always been an, an, an attraction and interest. And, you know, it's because of Gene himself and that entire World War II generation. Uh, Gene Roddenberry and, and Gene Kuhn and Matt Jeffries, the a designer Bob Justman all those all those folks were of the World War Two Greatest Generation and they couldn't help but infuse their space service with a lot of that and and it was not uh, it, it was not uh, unobserved by the current military at the time especially maybe as the sixties wore on so you know I was thinking across the uh, across the ways of the Star Trek folk I knew. We've had a lot of veterans in the ranks, but one that I want to have come in and talk about this angle of Star Trek and its popularity is our good friend, uh, yeah, you know him from all the years producing on Star Trek, uh, working with Rick Berman and Enterprise and the original series remastered series, um, our friend Dave Rossi. Dave.
1: Hi, Larry. Thanks for having me
0: back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I should say also, a veteran yourself.
1: I am. I am an Air Force veteran.
0: Yes. You know, I tried.
1: I initially went and signed up for the Navy because my goal was to serve on the enterprise. It was of course great. it was. It, and <laughs> uh, where, I was, where I was enlisting outside of, uh, outside of Western New York, the Navy's quota was full. And they said, you should try the Air Force. And so I did. And I became an Air Force vet. But I, I always longed to be a, an enterprise crew
0: member. Yeah. Were you just out of high school?
1: Uh, it or was uh, about a year after.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I love, there you go. Anybody that wants to doubt Mr. Dave Rossi's cred, there you go. He picked his branch of service <laughs> by being not able to serve on the Enterprise. But that's where you went first. Yeah. It is. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, what's there, we've got the Admiral's uh, letter here and then Gene's reply. Uh, you know, we, we talk a lot about NASA and the overlap and, and the interest that they obviously took. But... I mean, over the years, you you, you worked in, in Rick Berman's office. You heard these kinds of things from um, from fans in the military and VIPs, that kind of thing. I, I know over the years, whether it was Matt Jeffrey's era or it was Herman Zimmerman's era, there could be these occasional uh, entreaties about the military is interested in the design concepts, the layout of the bridge, you know, and all that. Did anything, uh, what, what did you think reading these letters and uh, anything like that come to mind?
1: Well, I think Star Trek, and particularly the Navy, have a a very long history. I mean, the the Mm -hmm. rank structure, the nomenclature, a lot of what Star Trek is, is based on the Navy. Uh, And so we, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say we had a a, a lasting relationship with them or anything. But but every once in a while, you know, uh, we would get certainly military visitors, Colin Powell, uh, came to visit mm-hmm. one day. Um, I mean, it's just, you know, these kind of crazy things where they want to see the He was, he, he
0: was, uh, he was uh, uh, chief of staff at the time, right? The, yes. the, the joint chief staff. Yeah. Joint chief, of staff, yeah.
1: Joint chief of staff. And, uh, and, you know, we also had a lot of opportunities. I know uh, when the enterprise pulled into, I think it was San Diego, they invited Ron, might've been Ron Moore and Brannon, or might've been a couple of others. They flew out and got to, to I think maybe even spend the night on the enterprise and fly back. And, uh, but we were also afforded a lot of opportunities. We got to tour the USS Los Angeles, which was a a nuclear powered sub. Uh, and it's funny because, you know, you, they invite you on and, and you're, uh, you know, you're kind of freaking out because (laughs) you're there on a, on a commissioned naval submarine that has you know, it it goes out there and is performing a a function. And at the same time, they're on there, you know, the crew is there and they're freaking out because you work on Star Trek. And it's such a (laughs) it's such a weird uh, place to be. But, you know, I remember going on the USS Los Angeles and and uh, they had everything covered in these heavy blue vinyl cases. So you couldn't see any equipment. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, they take you to the bridge, but everything was covered up. But even the most, you know, what we've you know you felt was an innocent question they couldn't answer like uh how far up does the periscope go i can't answer that how fast do you guys go we can't answer that i mean there was there was nothing they could i think the only thing they did that uh, that was kind of cool was they they let us use their sonar to listen to they could tell us the difference between this is a whale this is a dolphin and this is shrimp <laughs> you, could hear, you could hear that the, the the noise created by these animals for
0: all the aquatic biologists uh, yeah, yeah. yeah for all the when the dolphins are on board or the whales are on board well i yeah um yeah
1: so this 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 letter um doesn't surprise me at all i mean uh you know especially here's a guy on the enterprise right I mean, it's certainly it's, you can't tie to the show better than that and he seems like he's a fan um you know oh, yeah. your highly enjoyable star trek series he talks about
0: well, and he's highly ranked. He's got his RHIP on full display here. Um.
1: Yeah, he, uh, uh, I did a little uh, lookup of him. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he had quite a career and, uh, and, and did command a battle fleet uh, during Vietnam, uh, of which the Enterprise was a part of it. So, uh, mm-hmm. um, And I'm sure it was really tempting for Gene to want to go out there. I mean, John, Gene was a, um, an Air Force, well, Army Air Corps at the time. Right. Uh, Pilot, But he even talks about how he had, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of admiration for carrier pilots.
0: Right, right, right. And they interacted. They had to interact a lot in the Pacific that way. And this is again, this is August 68. It's really interesting. Now, this is it just struck me, too. This is, um, you know, in 68, things are turning darkly for the U.S. And it's, you know, when when Gene did Lieutenant, it was pre-Vietnam Distasteful days, and it was still possible to do a show about the military and not, you know, not bring on a lot of criticism. But this is, this is late. You know, the horrible year of '68. This is right after. uh, uh, This is after the Tet Offensive. This is after the, you know, the Democratic, you know, summer riots at the convention. This is after the, the, you know, the assassinations, Martin Luther King and Bobby Kennedy. This was crazy. Nineteen sixty-eight, tragic year, and and they're still talking. And I know part of. gene's uh, angle here and and the admirals is um you know the, the how does the world look at the military and just not so much does star trek want to be officially you know linked to it or not as things are changing and public taste is kind of in flux here but that's that's more of a cons you know that it's not the 50s is what i'm saying right. here. it's not the easygoing times and um but it's exciting you can't you can't get around the fact that you named your ship after the big e of world war 2 and here's its predecessor and it that is a cool factor for him but also he's he's giving up a lot of his hands on producing here for the third season too so he's he's got time to take little sidebar like trips like this and feel his oats yeah uh, maybe man. maybe he rode his motorcycle down to the <laughs> But that's what that's what time to time frame we're talking about here. But uh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And I I love his I love the admiral's response, which is, you know, if you're ever in Washington, D.C., hit me up for lunch.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Now, did you we talked about uh, the last time you were on with us, we talked about some of the wacky licensing ideas. Now, I, I, we you mentioned Colin Powell when he was chairman of the Joint Chiefs before his secretary of state days and when he was in uniform. I remember he visited any any other VIPs like that or military interactions come to mind while uh, you were in so, the seat.
1: Not so much uh, military, but, you know, I mean, astronauts and, and that's another one, you know, when astronauts mm-hmm. come who are, you know, a lot of them are, are. Uh, Pilots and and you know that's where they got their start, right? And have military background, but that's another one where they you know you, you go. I would go to meet some of them in wardrobe. To uh, I'd escort them around, kind of give them tours of the set sometimes. And uh, you know they're getting in uniform and they are just so giddy. And I'm thinking you wore a spacesuit in an out of vehicle around Earth in orbit. <laughs> I mean, it's like we. <laughs> you've done the real thing but they are just so uh, mm-hmm. excited to be you know to to be a part of this world because they're fans and yeah. uh and that was a great feeling and and you know in the military as well I, i'll tell you a funny story uh, after first contact came out the navy wanted to do a promotion for enlistment using mm-hmm. first contact for recruiting for recruiting and yeah. um so Rick was in a meeting with uh with the head of motion picture marketing at the time, and who's, you know, it's that's a that's a big deal at the studio. Mm-hmm. And I get this call to come in and join them. And so I I go in and it's Rick and uh and this president and his kind of right-hand person. And Rick says, Dave, I just want you to sit down and watch this. And so they play this. <laughs> They play this idea they have for a recruitment ad. And basically it's, you know, I I don't remember what the dialogue was. There wasn't much of it, but, you know, it was basically jet plane launches off carrier platform cut to, you know, Riker going red alert. And then, (laughs) you know, planes zipping past the camera and then somebody saying fire phasers. I mean, it was, it was really just overt, and and it was all clips from First Contact, and that was kind of their thing. Listen, we'll tie it into the movie, right? So yeah. you know, like, it's all, a co-promotion you know, here, right, thing. right? And so I watched this thing. It was I don't know, thirty seconds long or something. And at the end, Rick turns to me and he says, "What do you think?" And you know, I I <laughs> I wasn't really a I wasn't really a scholar of studio politics at the time, and so <laughs> I said, yeah. I hate it. And he said, why? And I said, well, all, it, it's only taking the, the most aggressive parts from the movie mm. and tying them in with the Navy. It's like, join the Navy and go phaser people. I mean, I, I don't think that's the message we want to associate. At least that's not the message I'd like to see associated with the show. And he said, OK, Dave, thank you. And I left and they continued to, to talk for some time, I guess. And afterwards, this guy leaves and Rick calls me into his office. And uh, I said, what was that all about? And he said, it doesn't matter, but you should know you just cost the studio about $12 million. <laughs> because Rick turned it down. Now. Rick turned it down because Rick turned it down. He, he was, and
0: we thank you for your service, Dave. Yeah, right. In the he, name of the franchise. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally get you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he
1: just, I'm, I'm sure that there was some, you know, I'm sure this guy was like, well, no, 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 Let's just watch this. And he called someone else in to say, you know, to validate him in some way, mm-hmm. you know, he, look, everyone's going to think the same thing. If this is going to hurt our 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 fan base to to associate us this way with it. So, uh, so yeah, that was, uh, so yeah, you know, we have a relationship with the military, whether we like it or not. I don't know. Right. I don't know what the current state of these shows are and, and um, you know, if, if those kinds of relationships still exist, but they certainly did back in uh, in my time.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, like you mentioned NASA, everybody, I think people are really well aware of, of NASA and over the years, um, the astronauts, but that it is that weird Wh- whichever side of the fence you're on. If you come out of the Star Trek production realm, you're amazed that these real life heroes go gaga over Absolutely. these fictional ones. But it's the other way around. The NASA folks, they were in, I swear, when I was at Houston, the times I visited, and you talk to anybody up and down the chain, uh, you know, whatever technician, whatever, whoever is the secretary, but I mean, whatever. Uh, much less the higher-end people, everybody talks about, yeah, three-fourths of the people I talked to said, oh, yes, I'm here because of Star Trek, or I was inspired yeah. by Star Trek. Yeah. So it is a mutual love affair. And and the military side, aside from a, a time or two, or I, you hear about what Rick and Herman, maybe it was the one you mentioned, going down to be aboard a submarine while they're getting into the mindset for Enterprise, right? The, right. The, the The tiny, you know, that. But I am sitting here thinking, remembering there were a couple of years with that tie-in, Remember the sailors of the year, Uh, they would be like three different sailors from the enterprise were extras a couple of different times on enterprise episodes. And there was a little ceremony and they would have a little coat, you know, back and forth, present flags and present pins back and forth.
1: Yeah. And, you you know, it never failed to just amaze us that when you're talking to these people, they talk in such mundane terms about their roles you know and their jobs and and what they're accomplishing and, and uh and you know you, I would I would walk up and you know they because they would you know again talk so blasely about oh it's you know yeah I you know we went up and we were up in orbit for 3 days or you know whatever <laughs> you're just like <laughs> you understand what you're saying right and they would say but this this is really really cool you know and i'd go up and knock on the other side of the set this is plywood my friend you know it's uh yeah but yeah it's just it's, you know uh, it's being on whichever side of the fence you're on but it, it gave me the opportunity of an opportunity i'll never uh, forget to be able to interact with with so many of these people and and uh really just see it's it's really impactful to understand how this series impacts people and and it you mm-hmm. know look you and I know because it impacted us right right i mean from very early ages um the, the you know this series has really influenced my life in a lot of ways outside of working for the show um but when you get into the show
0: and i'm sure and, we both and, have our spouses because of this show
1: absolutely and and so yeah. you you know you you just uh, it, it really is a, a magical magical thing to to, to witness.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, this is a letter from 1968, a little interaction, and it's not the last time that someone from the military would be interacting with Star Trek, but I just thought it was cool for the time, and uh, thanks for, and I knew you would have some insights um, from Navy recruiting commercials on down. Yeah, I didn't expect that. And I'm hoping to still
1: get on the Enterprise one day. (laughs)
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. Well, I hope you make your bucket list. Hey, if you've got a plus one, you know, or maybe a plus two or three, uh, think of your old pal here. Yeah, we'll do. If that ever comes. Okay. (laughs) Dave, thanks again. Thank you, guys. The Trek Files is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. All of our documents and your chance to comment are available at facebook.com slash thetrekfiles. And for more deep diving of Star Trek behind the scenes, visit Dr. Trek and Portal 47, that's me, at LarryNemichek.com. That's where you can link in for all the new Trek files, swag, and shirts at our Tee Public shop, too. Trek well, everybody. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.